Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Joint Hypothesis Podcast. It is me, Renee, here, and as well as our lovely host, Justin. You want to say hi, Justin? What is good? (laughs) I like that pause. But we're joined with our guest, uh, Joe, today. Joe represents the Sister Struggles podcast. And I'm going to read Joe's bio. So self-care coach and host of the Sister Struggles podcast for black women struggling with people-pleasing habits in a cycle of toxic relationships. And by dismantling the stereotype of the strong black woman, Joe helps guide folks through self-care habits that help you live the life that you want not the role that is expected of you. So we're happy to have you here, Joe. Hey, I'm so happy to be here. Hey. Thank you. So just starting off, like, how's your week going? Uh, it's going uh, pretty well. I gotten a chance to relax and get my self-care. But uh, yeah, my week was pretty tiring. <laughs> I'm not even mm-hmm. going to lie. So that's why I make it a point to actually make Saturdays days where I just relax. I don't plan too many things. You know, today... Is work, but at the wow. same time, this is play. You know, we're chilling in here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's been going pretty well. How about you? Oh, how are things? Mine's going well. I feel you on that, like, real tough balance of work and play or work and play at the same time. Because it's like, yeah. I love having both Saturday and Sunday to take care of myself. Yes. Like, I want to just, like sit there, go to the farmer's market, eat my fruit, mind my business, take myself to brunch, read a book, sit in the grass, play soccer, do yoga. Like, I'm really out here living, like, my best life. (laughs) I'm bothered. But, you know, sometimes you just got to get shit done. And Justin could fly in this weekend. So (laughs) I'm happy he's here. And I'm also grateful that all of you guys were available the same weekend. So Yes, I'm so glad it worked out. Yeah, yeah. Bet. So can you just talk about why you developed the Sister Struggles platform and I guess just like what does it mean to you? Ooh, man. So it really all came from the fact that like I had hit many personal rock bottoms. Like I was working in a job that the environment was just really toxic and I was just like suffocating under feeling like I just had to excel all the time. And I was also in a toxic relationship where I felt super misunderstood, but um, also was really feeding into my like people pleasing habits too. Um, Mm -hmm. And I also didn't just really didn't uncover that until Mm -hmm. I hit my rock bottom. So I started having back pain Mm -hmm. and I started just getting sick all the time. Plus like fighting and um, having problems with my friendships and relationships. And like, I just really had to start taking a stock because I realized I was hella unhappy. Mm. Um, And (laughs) my voice is already quivering. I'm like ready to cry. Um, I'm a big crier. So if I cry on this podcast, that's normal. But um, you wouldn't be the first. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just it was just all really heavy shit. Mm. And I was just so tired. And I was like 25. I'm like, this, <laughs> this yeah. is, it's just too, too young for all of that. And I just, mm-hmm. there was not as much enjoy, there was not much joy in my life as much as I wanted to be. I just felt like things could have been better and I was settling overall. So Damn. long, long story short, um, I had to make some really big changes and I left, it really began by leaving that relationship. Mm-hmm. And I feel, I feel like almost like there was such a burden that was lifted off of my shoulders because after that I felt like I could do anything. Mm. Um, and also just taking that one major toxic situation out of my life 
just made me realize things could be so much better. You wow. know what I mean? And so um, also started changing my job and I had to make a drastic decision of also leaving my job in uh, 2021, I believe. So I had a corporate job mm-hmm. that I enjoy being a scientist, but corporate science is what I was in and that's a completely different thing. Mm. It's a whole different fucking ball game. And um, I just, again, hated going to work every day. I was that TikTok where you're just sitting in the car, just like, I got to fucking go in to this motherfucking job again, be fake to this white people again, like every day. And I just, I couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't do it anymore. Like I'd sit in the driveway and just be like, or in the parking lot and just be like, I could just drive off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could just drive off anywhere. So um, those are funny thoughts, but they're also scary thoughts. Yeah. And so I just um, made a decision to... Uh, <laughs> quit that job and actually had a lot of help from my mom who made me realize that like you know she would help she would help support me and she'd be there for me which I'm so incredibly grateful because I was just like what am I gonna do I don't want to be homeless you know I don't I don't want to be one of those people that just like oh yeah I'm gonna quit and then I have no backup plan that's not me right it's never been me black women really can't afford to not have thank you I've been work like that 100 percent 100 percent like I Knew my credit score at 16. Like, I was prepared. Sheesh. I was preparing Sheesh. for black life. Black women in STEM books. <laughs> yes, black women. <laughs> we were talking about that earlier. Like, just prepared out the womb. And, like, that's partly my mother and the nurture. But that is partly nature and history. And just feeling like, as a black woman, like, you just got to do it all yourself. Got to mm-hmm. hold it all up your own. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't tell anybody that you're struggling or need help because everybody's coming to you for help. So it's a lot, um, and that's something I know we'll get to further on in this uh, episode. But um, yeah, so I, I started really writing, and it really started with me blogging and just getting like my emotions out about my experiences of uh, being black in the workplace, being a black woman in the workplace, microaggressions, all that shit, just feeling like I didn't have people to talk to um, about that specifically because I wasn't working with a lot of coworkers that were black uh, women that I was close to. And I don't have a lot of black women in my family that have those particular circumstances. I'm also from Kenya, so most of them are Mm. in Kenya and they have different experiences. I'm not super close to them. I'm also an only child. Oh, wow. Um, I really am not surrounded by that many black women. And that's kind of my secret shame, too, because, like, Mm. I've had to pick up all that shit on my own Mm. from other people, you know? Mm. And it's, yeah. So it's, it's, it's part of the experience. So I started writing and then I realized that I could start when people would come to me and ask for um, advice and just realized even in my daily life, my friends were coming to me for advice that I could start, I guess, advising other people and coaching Mm -hmm. and, you know, birth the Instagram and the website and um, that's really where it came from. Nice. Wow. Yeah. So at this point... um... It seems like your self-care journey started with just changing one single relationship. And Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of times we don't think about how our relationship to the people at home and the partners we choose and the job that we choose and all of these very different elements of our life connect because it all says like these all, all of these things represent how we see ourselves so I guess looking at yourself now and how you operate in your life, do you see yourself any differently than you did before you, you know, changed so many of those relationships? Oh, yeah. Like I have a completely different 
view of myself so therefore I have a completely dif different view of my life and like the possibilities and opportunities I can I can have in my life I felt like before I would limit myself and I wouldn't allow myself I would judge myself so hard that I wouldn't allow myself to really live because partly because of the relationships I was in and just the judgment that came from that um and my my nurture and my conditioning growing up but like also because of me, you know, I have to also realize that I have to hold myself accountable mm. and that I was stopping myself. And so that's why it started with that one single relationship. And it's really the small steps. Um, mm. It can seem like a small or it can seem like such a big step, but like just those little changes in the in your mindset, realizing that you don't have to accept those situations that you're in anymore and like live those roles that you don't want to live anymore. Mm. It's yeah, I just feel like you get a different view mm. of how your life can change. Mm. And I guess, what does self-care mean to you? Uh, self-care for me is like freedom, mm -hmm. honestly. It's just the ability to truly live you, the life how you want to and not the role that's expected of you. Like, I think, especially as black women, we are put in these pigeonholed into a lot of roles. Um, just expressing ourselves turns into being aggressive and angry, mm -hmm. um, you know, not... Um, Asking for support um, looks, or asking for support looks very weak to some people, mm. and just I just think that um, being able to live freely the way that you want to, and self care can look differently to people, whether it's being able to say no or whether it's being able to um, change your relationships or your friendships in your life. Like it's just the opportunity that you can create, mm -hmm. you know, and living a limitless life, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Mm. Okay. And not living just the way that we've always been. Right. So what's been nourishing you? Uh, oh, superficially baths. Oh. <laughs> I've been I don't so that superficial. <laughs> I guess, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Thanks for calling me out on that for sure. Um, <laughs> Um, I've been taking a lot of baths like that really nourishes me, um, physically, of course. Um, but people that are there for me, you know, great friendships, people that I can rely on, like makes me feel really good. Um, people that can help validate me, people that can call me out. Um, that's also really great. Those are the people that I look for. Um, uh, Spending time with my dog. <laughs> that fills me up a lot. I'm a big pet lover. Um, what type of dog do you have? Uh, oh, I don't know. He's a, he's a rescue, so Aww. I'd say he's, oh, he's so, so cute. Um, he's like a lab shepherd mix. He's like a tan colored and maybe something called like a southern cur. That's what the internet's telling me. I don't know. I was going to do one of those little doggy DNA tests and see. <laughs> They so have they those? Be, they have Just those. Like There's they multiple have... brands. What? <laughs> yes. What? Uh-huh. I love that. They're expensive, but I'm like, I'm going to do it. Okay, taking the tangent because you took us there. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so DNA tests. The idea of DNA tests now being some sort of like social thing and not just like, 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 isn't your background in chemistry or something like yeah, that? Yeah, bi biology and chemistry. Biology. Oh, both. Period. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta say it. Yeah, so biology and chemistry, like, I feel like we understand, like, the use of, like, DNA tech and, like, genetics and all these sort of things as ways to look at different diseases and stuff, but, like, now we see, like, 
people are doing everything with their DNA, seeing what like breed their dog has, but also like I don't know if you saw this, but like for one point in at one point in the UK, they were making people take or they were saying that they were going to make people take these ancestry tests to come in to see if they were actually from, I think it was either Zimbabwe, Zimbabwe and some other country. Mm-hmm. And the idea that was that people from one country were lying and saying that they were for another one because they got asylum and they couldn't tell. But they thought the DNA test would somehow expose their nationality, even though that's literally that... just... Yeah. So people be using DNA tests for everything. We got 23andMe taking all of our data. I don't know where it's going, but I gave my data away. Sorry, mm. fuck you, 23andMe. That's, look, I don't know if I'm burning bitches <laughs> with big biotech, but we were going to go there. No, so. I mean, it needs to be said, though, because, yeah, I think that's very irresponsible. Like, I think you pointed it out with the whole social aspect of it. Like, now it's like a weird trending fun thing to do and it's cute when you're doing it with your dog but yeah when now it's affecting people's personal lives Mm -hmm. um that's problematic yeah more than problematic for real i feel like we need i don't want to say legislation is the answer to everything like regulation of some kind some kind for real but speaking of regulation okay Let's talk cannabis. Hey, let's get it. <laughs> Legal I'm over here helping and puffing anyway. Let's do it. Facts. <laughs> Blows in the microphone. Right. Can y'all hear that? Can y'all smell that? Because I feel like you can. And if you're not hot right now. As cloudy as it is in here, I'm surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Big facts. But yeah, I want you to talk about your own experiences with cannabis. Um, Legal Mojo's passed. Yes. It's recreational now. Crazy. Is that changing things for you? Is it changing nothing for you? Like, what's good? What's good in your world? Man, I have multiple viewpoints. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I feel like, first, like we were talking about earlier, um, how se- they were selling, T- what was it, THC drinks or seltzers yeah. at the farmer's market? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And just how that's just like, oh, we're, we're just out here doing that now. Like, mm-hmm. it's just regular. It's always, like, it's always been here. Um, mm-hmm. And I, it's just wild. And also it happening in Missouri is also wild, but I'm also not, not too surprised because the other perspective that I have is just uh, the not so positive that, um, okay, well, actually, let me say one more positive thing. I do like the accessibility okay. uh, because I do think that weed is medicine. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Um, it help, It's helped me. It's helped so many people that I know. It's only helped and not hurt. I'm ne- never, I haven't talked to a single person that's been like, you know what, this has really fucked me up. Like, mm-hmm. it, weed is medicine, period. Um, but then the negative perspective that, that I unfortunately do have is that um, corporate cannabis has made its way, or I guess corporate and capitalism um, has made its way into the cannabis industry, um, and that is very unfortunate, but, and I don't even know what to say, because it just, I guess it just makes me really upset, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, I'm not super surprised, um, because people are still able to have their weed and are still able to access it, but I think the way that they're doing our community and how I just feel like my own personal perspective and from my personal experience being um, working in a dispensary and also working at the union, um, a local union helping representing cannabis workers that Mm. were having to deal with all the bullshit that corporate cannabis was putting on these workers. Like, Mm. I don't like 
it doesn't have to be this way, but unfortunately it is this way. And then in our communities also affected, particularly the black communities affected, uh, because again, like I was saying earlier, the whole clout chasing, uh, just trying to mm. get at the people that originated, you know, um, uh, the history, not even the history of weed, but uh, just being able to provide weed to the public and being able to provide it to the community. And mm -hmm. it's just, I don't know, it's a disgusting practice is mm. all I got to say. Okay. I have lots to say about it, obviously. <laughs> yeah, and I'm trying to hear lots. Like, So yeah. first off, you talked about being a dispensary worker mm -hmm. and uh, a worker for a union that organized for cannabis workers. So could you talk a little about that? Like, what even made you want to work at a dispensary? Because... You just said you're a scientist. You were a scientist at Bear, so oh yeah, you you've got you've <laughs> got many a lives. pretty interesting <laughs> intersection. Like I need to hear it. Like yeah, um, so when I what I'd said earlier, um, I had um, worked at Bear as a scientist, um, and then I quit my job and ended up you know kind of just working some regular jobs, and then decided you know what I'm gonna get into cannabis. Ended up working at Route 66. Mm. Um, you keep that in if you want. I don't care. I'll put them on blast. <laughs> I do not care. Um, oh, so that was the the first job you picked when you were like, I oh can't yeah, do this the first anymore. and only. Yeah, wow. pretty well. Cool. Right, because I was like, oh okay, well, I believe in the importance of you know cannabis and how um, <clears throat> it needs to be accessible to the public because it is medication um, and it's therapeutic. And mm. so I was like, okay, well, let me help educate the public. And especially since it was near where I lived and it was within the black community, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. let me help educate my people as well. So, um, then unfortunately there were long story short, a lot of issues with just workers' rights being violated, you know, um, us not being taken seriously um, and we decided to go organize and try to see if we could unionize so that we could have a say in like our pay because some of our workers were getting hired at different rates mm. some people weren't being paid properly um, we were being mm. pushed to work with longer hours you know mm. um, whenever there was unfortunately <laughs> they're so lucky I wasn't there that day but um, something happened with the toilet and there was just some issues with safety and they were told to like either like shit and like the backed up bathroom or toilet or like that's it or just leave and it's like you wow. can't like you can't like you have to actually take situations seriously wow and we had also had issues with security um and it and not only with the uh, customers that would come in but also the people that were employed as our third party security um i personally had literally like sexual comments made to me oh no reported it nothing was done no my friend like i said something but my my friend m who who um ended up we ended up being the ones actually helping unionize and they were the ones that mm -hmm. uh originally uh you know made the phone call to the mm -hmm. uh head organizer and got the ball rolling um basically like went off on him as necessary and he was still working there continued working there wow um and so anyway those are just like small examples but we decided to unionize and 100 percent, you know vote so i'm still very proud of that wow um but yeah i know it's like unprecedented especially in missouri and it's like everything about it is new wow so, so. how many people were involved in that uh oh you're testing me i'd say about like maybe like nine wow. maybe like eight or nine people mm -hmm. yeah 
I'd and say. They were all from different dispensaries or mostly yours? Or? It was just the, there's three locations at Route 66, but it was just the South Grand. That's just all legal bullshit. Okay. Because we couldn't get all three, unfortunately. Wow. But. No, like you, everyone so was we're on the, the papers same page. And all that shit. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's like, yeah. don't nobody get people together like black women for real because, <laughs> because. Solidarity for real. That's so like, dope. And also it really did help though. I do want to say this. It really did help that we still talk about it to this day because we're all still friends. Like, well, some of us, there's a couple people as always, but, <laughs> <laughs> but like for the most part, the core group, like we were so close from the beginning and uh, we are already were talking to each other. So you know how like. Everybody kind of hides their pay. Nobody really talks about mm-hmm. what they get paid um, mm-hmm. anymore. We were very open about it because yeah. we're already friends. So, yeah. yeah, it was a really dope group. It was awesome. That is really dope. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. And that unified us even more just going through all that shit, too. Mm-hmm. So does the group still exist? Uh, Well, as a friend group, yeah. As a friend group. But, like, unfortunately, everybody parted ways. They got different jobs because this is the other mm-hmm. issue that I have and which is... Um, is part of the reason why I don't uh, continue to want to be a like I guess want to be a union organizer anymore because I feel mm. like unfortunately workers are still fighting and mm-hmm. there is no yes we won a hundred percent of the vote but like they're still in contract mm-hmm. right now and unfortunately the corporate uh, companies are pushing it off and pushing it off and procrastinating. So they'll meet and talk, but they'll do like one page of the contract. Mm-hmm. And so it's been, I don't even know now, like two years and there's no, Wow. yeah, there's nothing that's come out of it yet. So they successfully waited out the union. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's like a tactic I learned mm-hmm. uh, overall. So, cause I was new to the union, the whole idea of unions. I didn't even really know what it was to begin with and then educating myself and then realizing how I could potentially help workers. But working for the union I was with, unfortunately, they were really big on uh, telling you a lot of the things you want to hear, you know, like oh. pumping you up and being like, oh yeah, you know, we could really get this for, but it doesn't really pan out. And that's where I was mm-hmm. like, this is what I want to do. Like, I want to be an activist, mm-hmm. especially in the weed community. Like, these are all the things I care about and that mm-hmm. I'm passionate about, but mm-hmm. not like this. Mm-hmm. Especially, and I'll say this, mm-hmm. last thing about it, I, I, especially as a black woman, felt like, especially as one of the few black women there, felt like I was being used as a, um, a resource and not an asset. Mm-hmm. Like, I was there for that little time, mm-hmm. only to target certain communities. Mm. and do certain things mm. yeah because you know they'll listen to me mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. see this is why i feel like people have really misunderstood intersectionality mm-hmm. like they're like oh we have a black woman that's like double points that counts as black and woman and that's not diversity what intersectionality clout. means <laughs> diversity clout is not that like we're talking about like these issues that are affecting people's pay like, this is a whole thing of class. Like, y'all are being exploited. But at the same time, there's racism going on. This dispensary is fucking up black neighborhoods, fucking up black people, and is fucking up black women. Like, Facts. there are multiple systems of oppression that we actually have to tackle when we, like, fucking do this work. Or it's just, it's not going to work. Like, mm-hmm. it's not going to work. Which is a lot more difficult than just saying, you know what, 
how many how 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 affected are you by oppression like that's totally different so I just feel like what you said really just helped me draw that distinction because people be getting on my nerves when they be like yeah diversity intersectionality like no all these words are getting conflated and yeah no 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 I feel you (laughs) I feel like I'm I've always been the type of person that's always like Prove it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because it's always like, mm-hmm. come Juneteenth, you know, come, <laughs> come Black <laughs> History <Juneteenth>. Month. <laughs> we've seen, well, we've, we've seen it. We've people. seen how they come out and just embarrass mm-hmm. themselves, but embarrass us as well. It's just like, stop. Us. Stop. I'd rather you not even try. <laughs> <laughs> For real? <laughs> You're unseasoned beans. Like, man, I just can't. give us pizza. Forget that. <sighs> Remember yeah. Walmart's um, the the ice cream? They had like the Juneteenth <gasps> ice, ice cream. Not the Juneteenth ice cream. The napkins <laughs> oh that said god. something like, oh my god, I wish I could remember it. <laughs> it was something like, oh, I remember it. It said, it's the freedom for me. <laughs> the napkins. Like to have like a little black history party. Oh. It's very unfortunate. That's what happens <laughs> when your team goes on Twitter, reads something a black person wrote, and doesn't understand the cultural context of like who should say yes. it, when it should be said, and why it's important. That's how you know a black person didn't write it. L- literally. literally. I can, if I can tell from just the words. <laughs> yeah. Or occasionally they had a black person who did write it, but oh, like God. spends very little time around black people. So clearly. Yes. Not a little, yeah, and yep, I already know, <laughs> yes, adopted cer- certain terms and it doesn't sound right, yes, for real, mm-hmm. for real, mm-hmm. yeah. So, I guess to like kind of get back to like your experiences with cannabis yeah. and like, um, like you did both organizing, but you are also like doing like stuff in the dispensary. So did you see any connection between, um, like, did you see any, like, advantage of, like, the work you did as a, like, scientist in, like, the dispensary? Like, did you, was there anything that was like, you know what, I can apply this skill, this makes sense, like, do you think researchers are needed, or do you think dispensaries operate in a way that's kind of more like, their businesses and they do what they do, and the science isn't actually that important? Great question. Loaded question. Sorry. Great no. question. Woo! I'm so upset. Okay. Great question. Let me dial it down. Um, I feel like weed was pushed out in Missouri before regulation was really solidified. Mm-hmm. So it was just about like the money and we'll have this whole medical front, but we'll knock down these fucking walls and it's really recreational. That's truly why they exist. You know, they just got a head start. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like... Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, man. (laughs) Such a loaded question. But I also do want to say, though, kind of answering your question, too, um, I do feel like the skills that I had in research and just being, I guess, very few black women like in my industry um, Mm -hmm. did really help me deal with adversity and just being like, oh, I'm the only one. Cool. Like, I've done this before, Mm -hmm. you know, so I'll fight this good fight because I've done this before. Right. And it's in my experience, and I know I can do it. Right. Um, it's not always the most fun thing, but I also just knew the importance of it, and I knew that, you know, outside of the research element of it, that, like, um, cannabis in communities had to be approached differently. Um, but coming back to your question about, um, yeah, I don't really think that there's, well, I'll say this, too. There is some credit 
that there, you know, there are some uh, cannabis brands out there in Missouri, particularly that have, you know, like all of the percentages and the terpenes and they have the COOA, so the uh, Mm -hmm. certificate of analysis that has all of the, okay, we've done all of the microbial testing and this Mm -hmm. is safe to consume. Uh, But, and that's great. And it's great. But um, I think that regulation is not completely there because profit is number one still. Mm. So they'll push out something before, you know, things are... And again, my opinion, my opinion, you know, don't come for me, people, but... But your experience... I mean, I'm just... Just what I've seen, I just am like, I don't know. Because I'm also hearing things from people that do smoke, like, you know, specifically dispensary weed that they're like, you know, I don't know if I'm getting too high or this makes me feel weird or I don't know because, you know, and it's just talk about like mm-hmm. what's really being put in it or how it's really being... Uh, cleaned and prepared in, you know, uh, warehouses and the way trimmers, not necessarily trimmers because those are the workers, but the way the company, their procedures and their protocols of the way that they, you know, put their weed out. And, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of these companies, as you can see, like, or maybe you don't know, but there are companies that um, have many other companies under their umbrella um, and they operate independently. But so you think they're different companies, but they're all the money's all going in the same bag. Mm. So, mm. but just my opinion so just my opinion from what I've seen <laughs> but this means I feel like does this mean for the workers that like when unions want to get different changes like for example working toilets <laughs> and things like that yes. like you have so much like these companies have so many more resources than you guys cause not only do they have the profit of themselves but it's like Oh, they're working together. Like Right. These corporations it's a are mountain. together. Yeah. And it's like And it can make you feel helpless. Like I know it made me feel helpless a lot in a lot of ways, but and that's part of like the um the uh profile that I have, like the Instagram profile that I started to try to help workers like just mm-hmm. you know, have some sort of comic relief and also just sort of educate like we we got to do something, even if it's just like a little bit of activism, a little bit of wokeness, like just being educated about things and seeing them differently and not eating up what corporate cannabis says to them, like something. I I believe in the power of that. Period. And it's also like, even thinking about numbers, like you worked at a dispensary until 2021. And that was when Missouri had just went medical, right? Uh, just about. I think it had been like a few months in. Yeah. Yeah. Because I started in, in July. Yeah. So imagine so like how after. few cannabis workers there were, even in comparison to now, where we mm. just went wreck. Mm-hmm. Like, and in five years. And it's like, I think sometimes we forget that, like, these corporations can't get money and power without having a bunch of workers. And a bunch of workers means a lot of money and power. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I just, ugh, I just don't want people to 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 listen in and hear about these situations and not understand like the reason why like a group of black women or a small group can like start something so powerful because mm-hmm. community politics, mwah, like yes, y'all really out here. Like you might not have had the network to sustain what you started before. But thinking about what's happening now 
and the legislation that's passing and all of the people, including myself, who very recently got into cannabis activism and are looking at people like, okay, what has been done and what has worked? Like, you're going to have a lot of different resources in the future because people are going to be looking at you and respecting what you guys did. Mm -hmm. Like, well, they will if we, you know, learn to like move forward and pay attention to like the people who did the stuff in the past and not just make our own stuff and then repeat history and fail because, you know, social movements are a little ghetto sometimes. But... Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> it's about the effort, though. You know yeah. what I mean? You got to do something. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad but you said that. I just, I really appreciate, like, I don't know, like, hearing all this stuff. I'm like, you was out there. Like, you did something. Like, even, like, the different equity provisions that got put into legal Missouri with recreational while they are, you know, arguably sus and have very much so the potential to, like, have negligible impact because of, you know, weird wording and vague phrasing, all sorts of things, and, like, not putting the money where it needs to be put, they are also provisions that could swing the other way if we really push and say, you know, we need this to be adjusted or... Like, we want to develop these sort of committees to fulfill the, like, work that y'all are talking about. Like, we have rights in a way. So, I just think that there's there's different opportunities that I want to really start thinking about in terms of, like, what I could do personally as a writer and, like, what I can do as someone who, like, you know, sometimes, like, volunteer bud tents and, like, goes to, like, these different events. Because I just, I keep meeting y'all and, like, all these different people who work in cannabis and hearing all stories. And I'm like, yo, like some shit finna shake. Mm -hmm. Like shit's already shaking. Like things are different now. There's things an undercurrent now. for sure. Yeah. Like we haven't even talked about how, what there was a very recent law in the last like year or so passed in St. Louis about marijuana in like possession. Right. Um, I'm not up to date on it. Yeah, it's like, I think you couldn't be, like, searched for it or arrested for it or something. Like, you could have it on you. Mm, no, I, I'm not, like I said, I'm not up to date. But mm -hmm. I hope, I mean, that's great, though. Yeah, we gonna have to check that one, too, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, let me check. No, for sure, Big though. Facts. That's amazing. Hey, y'all. Quick editor's note. So, this is, in fact, true. Uh, there was a bill passed in the city of St. Louis back in December 2022 that listed a few different marijuana policy reforms. And one of those is that officers can no longer use the smell or sight of marijuana as grounds to initiate an interaction. So, yeah, good stuff. Like I mentioned, there's a bit more to that bill, so there's more info on that in the show notes. Thanks for listening. There's, like... There are different aspects of law that are coming about and have the potential to impact people and I don't want us to get too caught up in like just saying weed is legal or like saying people are out of jail if they're really not out of jail because they ain't yeah because they ain't because mm -hmm. you let go they actually have to carry out their their sentence yes first before yeah people yeah. think that the gates are just gonna fly open or the the um what am I trying to say? Yeah. Lord, I'm too high, y'all. Um, oh. But yeah, it's, uh, they think, yeah, they think something different. They think, they think something different. Thanks. I have good weed. Yes. Fabulous weed. And a little bit of flowers in it. Ooh. I put rose in this one. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it's like a, it's a happy weed. <laughs> and it's a happier weed. Oh, yeah. No, I, it's a social weed for sure. Yeah. So you. I'm like, I'm trying to comb through my, my thoughts because they're just, 
Yeah. Your thoughts are going great. You're, you're <laughs> like a great vibe right now. Aw, thank also, you. Also, you guys can't see, but Joe has this really cute jacket on. Ooh. It's like one of them Sherpa ones, but then it's giving like... Not exactly animal print, but I'm getting like it's yeah. I feel like it's kind of like an as I don't want to say Aztec vibe. I know. Like, I was like, I can't. Say you know travel, what I'm trying to say though. Know, try to fuck up my people. Yeah, but that's like, what I was like. What do I no, say? Yeah, like, I know. That's exactly what drew me to it. Yeah. If y'all could just say like shapes. envision that. Shapes. Yeah, shapes. It's, it's some good shapes. It's <laughs> some good shapes and lines and shit. It's nice. It's a bad joke. Thank you. Yeah. But now this stuff happening in cannabis is like it's just changing all the time, man. Mm-hmm. That's what I was saying. I was like, I'm. I gotta be honest. I'm not up to date because mm-hmm. my self care was after mm. you know all the union shit, fighting that. We also had a lawsuit because we were fired. Wow. You know, like then trying to find a, a different job, wow. like um, st- then working at the union and having to deal with bullshit there. Like mm-hmm. I had a such a fucking year. I was like, I had to take time off of that page too. And mm. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I do feel guilty. Uh, because there are a lot of people that were coming to me for answers, but I was like, I, hey. I'm burnt out. I don't have it, y'all. Like yeah. I don't have it. I don't. Yeah. And so I had to do that. And I'm now that we're wreck and like I want to see. And I'm talking to workers. Like I want to see because workers are my friends. I want to see like what's really going on and right. just kind of you know be a, a an uplifting uplifting voice again for them because they deserve it. Hey. We all we all got it. We all got to lift each other up. Like like you were saying, it's the small steps. Big facts. And I'm so proud of you for like taking a step back and taking care of yourself because I know it's hard. I didn't feel proud of myself for a long time. Yeah. I felt like I was letting a lot of people down, but I had I had to. For real. For real. Yeah. Like stepping down, it's like no, like you're doing yourself a dis uh, like you would be doing yourself a disservice by staying because then you wouldn't be your best self. Yeah. And then you couldn't be your best self for others and you would be upset that you're not your best self for yourself or others. Mm-hmm. So everybody losing. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm feeling like forced and obligated and shit. Mm-hmm. Then it's not fun anymore. For real. That's what I would do a lot with my business with Sister Struggles. Like all the time. Just, oh, I got to push aside content calendar. Mm-hmm. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. This, this, this. And it's like, I'm a human being. I'm not a robot. And like, this is my side hustle. And it feels like another job. <laughs> and real. I'm fucking killing myself. Yeah. For no reason. So. And you don't, yeah. It don't got to be like that. It doesn't. For real. Mm-mm. But... I, like, really hope that, like, you can just get the rest you need. Yeah. Like, you. you, like, really settle into a period of rest, and people just can come to you, like me, and just ask, you know, what do you need? Or, like, tell you, like, this is what's happening out here, and here's the update, like, if you want to be left in the loop, because it's, like... You've done so much. You put your work in. Take a break. <laughs> Thank Take you. Take a break. Like, you deserve Ooh, it. Let me sit down. Like, sit down. <laughs> so sit down. many let people me make tell you me play. that. Like, <laughs> that, that's how. So many people tell me that, too. And it's so weird because it's just, it's that conditioning. Like, I have that mm-hmm. weird mindset of, like, well, you haven't done anything. And it's like, bitch, you've done it all. You've done more than you thought that you would do. Facts. In, a sm- like, a short amount of years. In a short amount of time. So, real. yeah. 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 Thank you for that. Of course. So when you need help from other people, what are the ways you like to get help? Do you like to be cooked for? Like, should we be making Joe a plate? Like, <laughs> oh, great question. Uh, yeah, I would. I like. I think uh, what is it? Acts of service. So like, if mm-hmm. you could pick something up for me, mm-hmm. or like, my mom is really good with that. I love her to death. Like, she'd be like, oh, I um. 
um, I sent you this or, um, you know, I'll pay for this or, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like right now she's <laughs> paying for, uh, it's a partly a birthday gift, but it's something she knows that I've wanted, but like uh, some acupuncture because I'm, <gasps> I'm in a lot of pain all the time. So she's like, oh, I'm going to pay for you to try to get, you know, some acupuncture done. And I'm Heck like, oh, yeah. you know, thank you. Like people, I not necessarily gifts, but things that are targeted to things that I've told people, I guess I want to say, like I want, that shows me that people are listening and they know that, you know, this is what I need. They know me well, Mm -hmm. is what I'm trying to say. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I really, yeah. I think that's like my favorite love language too. Mm -hmm. I love quality time too, but Mm -hmm. I'm also like, I'm a Pisces and an Aries, Mm -hmm. so I get burnt out and shot out by feelings and environments and stuff really quickly. Like, um, so I gotta be alone all the time. So, yeah. but when I get my quality time, I love it. But then, like, after this, I'm probably gonna go fucking just chill for a while and Good. then do my own shit. So, yeah. That's a vibe. That's yeah. a vibe. Okay. You gotta know yourself. It takes some work. I'll be forgetting, like, yes. dang, girl, you still here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you gotta tell yourself to stop. Stop. Mm-hmm. Just stop. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever you do, it, stop. When I listen to this episode in the future and mm-hmm. we do editing, stop, Renee. Like, this is such a good example. That's my problem. I was gonna, I was gonna be like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to like, uh, you know, uh, talk you through it, but I'm like, no, that's the same problem I have. <laughs> same problem I have. Like, like yeah. Take a break. Ugh, it's you just want to get it done, but yeah. Oh, just wanting to get it done. That's a vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I feel like we're getting to the point where we can get into our, like, rapid-fire questions, if you don't mind. Ooh, let's do it. All right. So, I guess, first of all, do you have a favorite strain? Um, I really like any strain with uh, an OG to it. Um, <laughs> just, like, a, a really deep indica that I can, like, sink into the couch with. Um, so, let me think. Let me think. Mm, uh, in the couch. Yes. Um... I'm so bad at recalling shit. Uh, oh, I like a grape strain. Those are my. Those Ooh. are some of my favorite. My favorites. Ooh. Yeah. So like and a dank. Yeah, like a dank strain of some kind. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then, what do you watch or listen to when you're elevated? Uh-oh. Oh. Oh no. <laughs> Gonna get into my private shit. Um, okay. I, <laughs> No, it's just it's things that make me feel silly. Um, oh, so I love sitcoms. So I'll just okay. be watching like I just started. I, I restarted uh, Keenan and Kel. Man, it hits so different. Ooh. It's so much. Yeah, I forgot how talented those two were. Keenan, anyway, so good, so good, so good. But I started just started watching that. But like I'll watch like King of Queens. Mm. Everybody loves Raymond. Mm. Seinfeld, like that's my shit. And Friends, I'll rewatch that. <laughs> All of it. Girlfriends, like, um, so wow. that's my that's my a little bit of uh, really cartoons. Early two thousands. So. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't. Yeah, that's a good point. I haven't thought about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cartoons with cartoons. Uh, <laughs> Rockers Modern Life. Hey Arnold is one of my favorites. Oh. Harold's weird. Harold's weird as an adult, though. Really? <laughs> it's so weird. Really? I can't believe I was watching that as a kid. Yeah. Same thing with like some elements of Rugrats. You ever seen like uh, those YouTube spiels? I don't know. I get into these deep dives where mm. they just have all of these side by sides of 
things kids, you know, shouldn't have been hearing, but like something grandpa said, <laughs> something that, yeah, and I'm like, oh, that was, oh, mm-hmm. I didn't know that when I was nine. Facts. I mean, even Spongebob was like that for Spongebob real. Spongebob. And that was favorite. supposed to be the peak. Oh my God. Spongebob. So the vibe. So yeah. vibe. Kids who grew up on Spongebob. I think I just love that era of television, like with like mm-hmm. Nickelodeon and just when I, make me sound old, but when I thought TV was good. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> good TV. Anymore. Right, right, right. When I'm like, that was good TV. Good TV for kids, you know. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Abbott Elementary? Yes. I, okay. Yes. That's a great show. That mm-hmm. is a great show. Mm-hmm. So hilarious. Yeah. I'm on like episode seven, season one. You just started. Yeah. I'm really late to it stuff. It gets so much really, better. I rewatch stuff. I think it's, it's a it's comfort worth- thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm a big Abbott fan. Yeah. What do you like about it? Um, I love that it's like... They're so honest about what's happening, like, in public schools in Philly. Like, they're like, it's shitty, it's ratchet, it's hella racialized. Mm-hmm. Like, the, like, poverty is rampant. Like, we're not going to hide any of this. Like, how, how the hell are we going to deal with it? Because at the end of the day, these problems, like, you know, there's no, like, white hero in the movie that comes in and saves them. And there's no, like random board meeting that like settles everything and they get their funding and that all the black kids go off to college like no they're just they're they're being real about what it is and it's like still so lighthearted but so deep at the same time that i'm like yeah it's the perfect blend it's like you get all the perspectives that all the teachers of the way that they handle the issues mm-hmm. um in school and it's just it's, yeah, I love that show. That's a yeah. good one. Yeah, because it's all for the kids at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. it's always for the kids, yeah. Even though they all go about it Pop real crazy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Damn. She just loves Yes. Well, as far as, like, your personal routine, like, how and when do you like to partake, like, throughout the day? Or just day to day, you know? Um. Well, I deal with anxiety in the morning so definitely mm-hmm. when I wake up with like my coffee mm-hmm. so I'll do a little li- little bit of an upper um, mm-hmm. with my decaf coffee I'm also don't <laughs> no oh. more caffeine for me yeah, wow. yeah. that's also a self-care thing for me mm-hmm. it I found out recently tangent um, that it raises your cortisol when you have co- coffee first thing in the morning without anything in your stomach I mean I guess even if you do have something in your stomach but Huh. Yeah, so. That makes sense. Dang, yeah. well, that is a bad habit of mine sometimes. So. That's my been my only habit, like the, my worst habit. Uh, yeah. So I've stopped doing that. But I'm like, I still got to have my coffee, though, because that's a routine of mine, having right. the frother and my cream. Oh, and, yeah, you're you're having, yeah. I'm doing a thing. That's the yeah. moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. that's a self-care moment right there. Like, mm-hmm. I definitely do be getting why people make those random videos of them putting, like, the milk in and making the little oh. smiley face and just dicking around. Mm-hmm. Because... Making the designs. This is 20 minutes of me doing nothing but pure joy. Uh-huh. Like... It's weird how much I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, and it's such a comfort. And I also just love, you know, hot liquids. Like, that's right. also a comfort of mine. So. Hot chocolate. Yeah. Oh, we should have made you some a special tea. interest. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cool. I have had, like, three cups of tea this morning. Oh. And coffee. Oh, you're so we well. good. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> it's a hot liquid day. All right. When you get the munchies, what snack are you reaching for? Doritos, um, Hari- any Haribo of any kind, oh. <laughs> any gummy bear of any kind. 
Uh, I love pizza. Uh, Little Caesars for whatever reason. Well, that's it. Chocolate. Ice, oh, ice cream. Can't forget ice cream. Mm-hmm. What type? Solid. What type? Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, Talenti's pistachio gelato. <gasps> that was so less. specific. Say less. <laughs> so specific. We need to talk because we're here. Yes. We're here. What do you, t- what do you think about those fudge layers? I don't know. Um, the, the new archetype that came out. <laughs> I just, I, I was like, I don't know about think- that. I love ice cream that's not chocolate flavored, but yes. will have either chocolate chips. But I'm like a caramel girl, so like, if it's caramel fudge, sure. Or like, but it's never caramel. It's always chocolate. Thank you. Oh my god, I have literally the same palate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chocolate chill. There's other things that are better than chocolate. No offense. I love it, but I just I don't know. I don't know about the texture changes. But then I love uh, something that I've always gotten for my birthday is a uh, an ice cream cake. And that's got all the the layers with oh, ice cream. So you're an ice cream cake kid. Yeah. Oh, well, you're real different. <laughs> Am I? <laughs> Expand. <laughs> I I feel like you and Justin just might have some similarities. I, mean, I was gonna say yeah. I love only all, child. I love, I love more. Yeah, than, like, I was like I know I was an only child. Yeah. Like I love more the like the like cookie dough like you know where it's like the chocolate's Ooh. like a part of it, but it's like it's not the whole. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah. It's independent a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Like I can't do like any sort of ice cream. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a very deep. Like anytime you see the word like double in front of chocolate or like you no. know. No. I know. Yeah, I know. I don't know. Too much. It's too much. <laughs> All right. So. As we're getting to our close, we want to thank you once again for coming on today. Like, yes, thank this you. Was this, this was awesome. This was such a good time. So could you plug us to your website, socials, events, just any opportunities to connect with you? Okay, great. Um, well, first of all, uh, my baby is my podcast, so the Sister Struggles podcast, mm-hmm. and that can be found at Sister Struggles Self Care on Instagram, Facebook, um, Sister Struggles podcast on Instagram. So that's the podcast independent social, and also my website, sisterstruggles dot com. Uh, but if you want to also directly email me, all of this is also on the website, um, Joanna at sisterstruggles dot com. And all of this will be in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's gotta be. It's a lot. Yeah, but like Thank all your you. stuff is so together. Like I think it's easy to access. Yeah. Got some cute little happy it. colors. Like check out the site, y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. So with that being said, we always forget to say like, comment, subscribe, all mm-hmm. the corny stuff. But like, guys, please, like, <laughs> we have like ratings and stuff, but we don't have any comments, like no feedback, like none. Some of y'all are nice enough to text me, but like, come on, like, please just like put it on the page so other people know what you think. We need people to think we're cool, like we're insecure, help. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, just honest, opinion, honest opinions, of course. Honest but, opinions. Yes. We take critiques. I don't know. No, but for real, though, because I saw, I literally saw a post this morning that said, best way to support your friends and their businesses and whatever side hustles and shit they're doing is to post, post. Comment, comment, rate, share, rate, subscribe. Subscribe. Did I say all the mm. words? That's it. <laughs> yeah poetry snaps to that damn well that's a universal sign (laughs) and we're out